0: Ladies and gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. you are now Now, 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 listening to to, 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 the P-13 Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the P-13 Podcast. Another day, another informational episode. Again, this is Tuesday when this comes out. You can keep the conversation going on our Instagram at Project13Gyms. Leave us a line, leave us a message, leave us a question uh, any way that this podcast has helped, or if you wanted to learn a few more things out there in the health and wellness world, health and fitness world, I should say, feel free to drop us a line. Again, always and sitting beside me is the informational Han Solo, the Method Man-like voice, hmm. a little deep voice there, trying to get back to the yeah. hip-hop references. You heard that there. It is the one and only Mr. Thomas Conway.
0: Method Man or Red Man?
1: Method Man. Red Man has. Who a do you bit. like more, though? I guess that's Ooh. my
0: question. Or are they one in the same?
1: They are not one in the same.
0: They all they they originated in Wu Tang Clan, right? Or no? No.
1: Method Man's from Ru- Wu Tang. Red Man. I actually don't know.
0: Wonder how that's they a, decided to team up.
1: That is an excellent question. I wish I knew. I'd hip-hop know. folks, Hip.
0: shoot us a line. Yes. You know your hip-hop history. Let us know. What's the deal? What's the deal there? How'd they, how'd they hook up? I don't
1: know. I mean, not hook up, but how did I they... I mean, they did it? the movie... Well, I mean, like, <laughs> hook up, not... Get get your
0: mind out of the gutter, <laughs> Uh They did do the movie How High together, I believe. They did. Yeah. It's a funny one. It is
1: a very funny movie. Um, But <laughs> there's a lot of lines from that movie that I'm very, like... I didn't really understand till i was a little bit older
0: right <laughs> makes sense <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> a lot of experiences since then anyways uh wait a question grown
0: into a man yes
1: what city are you from again
0: um the specific one is shoreview uh, but okay but like it's a suburb of saint paul oh, okay yeah
1: i was just trying to think but I think Did I you re- have a joke queued up? Maybe to, to I like was reading me with like. Well, some I was something. reading about it, and they had a the tallest building's a library.
0: In where? In Saint Paul. Hmm. Is it? Mm, it's because it
1: had a lot of stories.
0: Oh my God! <laughs> Can't with you, this kid.
1: <laughs> <sighs> You're welcome. Got me again. There's a good one on the board at the gym. So if you're at the gym, there's a good one out there right now. So take a look at that for all you (laughs) members. (laughs) Today, however, let's, we can, we can move on past my bad jokes today. We are exploring the conversation of performance versus health. Sometimes in the gym, you may hear someone say, I'm just trained to stay healthy, or I'm training for something specific, like a Spartan race. What's the difference? Is there overlap? What should I be doing? This obviously leads to a ton of questions, which A, we have a podcast now for this, and in some cases, self-doubt, which you don't really want, especially if you're as anxious as I am and as, as <laughs> indecisive as I am <laughs> about many things. But again, this is, this is again why we have this podcast, is to at least give you perspective or maybe answer some of those questions that you may have regarding certain topics like this or some of our previous topics. Check back to our previous episodes. Check them out. Check them out. But uh, yeah, Mr. Conway.
0: So side note, there's a fly in here. So just for the listeners, if I uh, uh, disappear Stray momentarily, uh, <laughs> it's because I'm trying to catch that fly. uh knows how I am with flies. Mr.
1: Miyagi style.
0: Yeah, I'm really good at catching them. But I think it's mostly because, you know, they just, they just drive me nuts. They're in my space. Do you think it's in a past house. life
1: you were a house cat that like people would hold up and try and like swat at flies?
0: Uh, I hope so. Because that sounds pretty sweet. That you know, you sleep pretty... like twenty three hours a day. Yeah, <laughs> you just eat some eat some fancy feast and call it call it a day. Call it quits. Um, speaking of cats, shout out to Jennifer's cat Joey.
1: <laughs> oh no, what
0: ragdoll happened? cat. I don't know. He's just alive. He just exists. He is know? massive, large. Yeah. Well, funny side note. You mentioned a lot of people saying, "Yeah, I just want to be healthy. I just want to, you know, whatever their goals are." <laughs> And that made me think of a conversation I was having with someone the other day in the gym. <laughs> and the the conversation got brought up because of talking about protein powder. And uh, this person was like, well, I'll give him a shout out, Brownie, so this will make this up, funny Brandy? for you. <laughs> this person was like, I mean, what do I need protein for? Like, it's just extra calories, right? And that's a whole maybe separate topic. And I just kind of explained to him like, yeah, like can help with re- recovery and things like that. And it's not like a ton of calories. But his go- he told me, well I mean my goals my goals are, are just to uh, in classic brownie fashion, just like keep my body healthy and look look decent in a bathing suit. <laughs> and we're like, not good, right? Not good, just decent. He's like, yeah, you know, it's decent, <laughs> you know um, That's a funny little side note. but uh, but yeah, so talking about performance and health, right they're two very different things and I think people often forget that, you know as they pursue, fitness goals. Yeah. Most people want to be healthy, but I also think maybe they don't understand fully what that means mm. and not in a bad way, but just some people may think like, um, getting really, really strong is equivalent to being healthy and it's not necessarily the case. They're so not. just like some basic definitions, performance as defined by Merriam and Webster here,
1: Good old Miriam. That's Webster. not from
0: Google, this definition that you got? Not Google.
1: I thought Google references I thought I put it. I thought is it was Google and then, then reference Maybe
0: yeah. I don't I don't know. I thought Google just like made its own dictionary because they're like, you know, fuck Miriam and Webster. Because they're Google. Because they're Google. Oh. <laughs> but we don't know. Maybe they pull from Miriam Merriam Webster. Um so performance. The <laughs> performance is the action or process of carrying out or accomplishing an action, task, or function. Right. So that's very similar. We' We had that episode called, what is fitness? Mm-hmm. So it's similar to that, right? It's like, you know, the word like task is used. So you're accomplishing something very specific. Health is defined as the state of being free from injury or illness, which I think we also kind of covered that in mm-hmm. that fitness episode. Look back to our it's always good to have a little fre- refresher there. And I think we talked about in that one too, that's not really my definition of health. That definition to me has like, basically to me sounds like be less bad. Mm. Right. Instead of be as good as you can, you know what I mean? It's
1: it's so interesting how that's just just a slight change of words to make you have a different perspective on it.
0: Yeah, being free from injury or illness. That's like to me. That's like setting the bar very low. Yeah, right? you're kind
1: of playing not to lose. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and that's a whole another separate topic with healthcare and well, we won't dive into that. That's but a, that's a, that's, a, that's safe um, for another podcast. It's a rabbit hole. It's a rabbit hole. And I like to go down rabbit holes, but we (laughs) won't right now, as we kind of alluded to earlier, performance and health are not the same thing. And they can be independent of each other, meaning that you can get really good at performing something, but also not be healthy, Mm. right? There are many examples of this in, in fitness and in sport. The easiest example to understand is professional athletes some professional athletes are like the most unhealthy people in the world more so because of the wear and tear of their sport yeah so it's not like they're necessarily living an unhealthy lifestyle but their sport is just like very demanding on their body in a lot of ways that is not maybe like a natural human movement to repeat over and over again yeah like football constantly having that high-impact contact to various parts of your body
1: you constantly see it like people have hard times who played those sports for long periods of time and that that wear and tear when they're older yeah it's hard for them to yeah it's hard for them to to complete a lot of daily tasks right
0: right Um, like basketball another example like it's not necessarily the most natural to be jumping I don't know how many times the average player would jump in a game on hardwood floor right but you compound that over 15 weeks, years months years and it's just a lot on the body another really good example would be probably one of the most uh, Clear-cut examples in performance is Ronnie Coleman right? Ronnie Coleman lightweight, baby <laughs> but he if you've if anyone has seen him recently they did a I think they did a Netflix documentary on him uh, a little bit ago and He has to have crutches to get around right like those walking sticks, I don't know what they're actually called, but, and like he takes an insane amount of pills. He's had back surgery, right? And all this stuff, but he performed at arguably the highest level in the sport of bodybuilding ever. Again, just providing those examples, just because they're very clear cut. Of course there's a scale or there's, I guess, gray area when talking about how much of a difference there is between performance and health for each individual mm-hmm. so again they they are not one and the same right even though i think back in ronnie coleman's prime prime time also because people just didn't know a lot back then but people probably looked at him on on magazines and they're probably like that dude is shredded yoked lots of muscle little fat that's the pinnacle of health that is <laughs> right and i think that's part of the reason why the industry has gotten into a tough spot. I think everybody knows now that that is not the pinnacle of health. I think for a while people did think that was the case.
1: Yeah. They're starting, it's the difference between sport and just like your daily activity life.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Again, to sum that up, we must remember that sport is generally very damaging for the body because of many factors. Just what's required of the sport to move and to be good at it. A lot of sports involve contact. So like that plays a factor as well. But yeah, they're, they're just, they're like, no sport really is designed with human health in mind. No. Right. It's designed to be a competition that's entertaining and, you know, fun for people to do and stuff.
1: And if you're good at it, you make money, millions of dollars. Exactly. In some cases.
0: And we'll touch more on that near the end, but then kind of like bridging the gap between, sport and what we do in our training, probably one of the sports that influenced today's fitness the most is like weightlifting, Mm. whether that be, I guess there's like maybe two categories there, whether that be bodybuilding or um, like Olympic weightlifting or powerlifting, I guess there's three. There's three. Yeah. So all those are sports. Oh, and well, I mean maybe strongman to a lesser degree, but all of those are sports that were developed at some point for the sake of competition. But those four things in fitness have really influenced like what a lot of training looks like today. Yeah, it does. Because that's like what, I mean, that's like what they did to get good at it. They, they weight trained, right? And so I think that there's some confusion amongst people that like weightlifting is always going to be good for your health, right? And while it does offer a lot of benefits and value it, one, doesn't apply the same to everybody, Mm -hmm. and two, a lot of those movements, for example, like squatting with a barbell on your back, that's the invention of a sport, essentially. True. And so it's not necessarily going to be the healthiest, at least for everybody, right? Yeah. uh, There's, you can certainly make an argument for a lot of people that it would be good, and this is where the individuality piece comes in as well, If you were to take a hundred people and rifle them through and determine what the best type of squat is for them, given their mobility restrictions, their length of their limbs and levers and all that stuff, I doubt that for every person it would be a barbell back squat.
1: Yeah. I was going to just touch on that as the individuality pieces, oftentimes it can be overlooked back to our previous podcast. Yeah. Each person needs that specific. I guess format for them to, yeah if we're thinking, or input ha- input as an input. And if we're thinking back to what you said about your definition of health, to be the best that you can be, going back to that, like that back, like you said, part ball back squat doesn't have to be the best for them. Right. It could be a goblet squat that they work into a exactly. front squat or exactly. something
0: like it that. Exactly. It could be, yeah. I mean, you know, you can go through the list of different types of squats, right? Like. There's the barbell back squat. There's a barbell front squat. There's a goblet squat. There's a sandbag squat. There's There's a
1: DJ Mirakami squats. Yeah. (laughs) What's the, what's the
0: one, the one, uh, the Thor's hammer squat. Thor's hammer squat. That's right. There's that one. I mean, that could be really great for people because maybe it helps them create tension in the right place. You, You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah, to, to think that universally like all weight training movements with barbells and every and whatever is like the best for everybody is just uh archaic
1: and this is a side note of this it's funny that you're talking about the weightlifting as sport you're seeing a lot of old-timey like weightlifting things start to come back into play nowadays
0: yeah in some circles i've heard some interesting discussions like lucas aaron is really big into it right and mm-hmm. he's a coach that i've worked with in the past and i, I respect a lot and he'll often talk about what's interesting is back then those guys that and ladies as well too I think that were performing those old-timey strongman feats back in the early 1900s there's not many there's not and maybe this is just lack of information being able to be transmitted but like there's not much information about them ever like really being injured a lot Mm. and one argument could be that there was just so much variability in their training that their body was just like very well prepared for whatever they were gonna do, um, and with some of them too, they're they're just probably like we're genetic freaks as well. Yeah. Again, another really good example is a clean like that was exclusively developed for a sport, mm-hmm. Olympic weightlifting, but everybody does them now because they're like oh, CrossFit and like CrossFit is the system that was designed to bring people to their highest form of health, which again it can be, but. I've seen a lot of people, I've just seen a lot of people get injured in CrossFit. Yeah. Right. Or have chronic nagging injuries. Like, I remember I, w- I worked at a PT clinic and this girl would come in that was a CrossFit coach. And what she was getting PT for is she just got an elbow surgery Ooh. because of snatches. And like, that's like you talk about getting cut into. That is like the worst, you know, one, if that's required you're not healthy.
1: Yeah. Your definition of health goes out the window in in this case. Two,
0: that is going to make you less healthy because your body now has to recover, not just from the injury, but from getting sliced open, right? That's that's a significant trauma on the body.
1: Also talking about this too, when we're talking about these two pieces as being independent, if you are performing for sport, your health habits may not always be also the same, like considered in the general population. Like it's not transferable to the general yeah. population. Well,
0: and you're talking about like dietary as well. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Funny. Like I have been recently seeing this thing on Instagram. I don't know if you've seen it about DK Metcalf's diet.
1: I, this is actually where I was going to go. Okay. With yeah. This. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and who knows how much truth there is to that. But, but yeah, like, and like, you know, everyone everyone knows. Well, most people know. Like with Marshawn Lynch, like his big thing was Skittles, right? Yeah. You well,
1: know? and you look at M- Michael Phelps, like he would. Eat- yeah,
0: like he would eat tons. Of, you know, so that's another, yeah, interesting thing to bring into the conversation. A lot of time these these athletes, for whatever reason, like DK Metcalf is. There's there's no question that he has a certain type of genetic framework. Yeah. And then he also plays a very demanding sport. And then, like we can't rule out the possibility that he's on something, right? Uh, I don't know how good the uh, NFL testing like procedures are, I don't but know. <laughs> I I just know again I know it's a possibility, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe he's not right, and I'm not saying that he is, but you, you just, just jump, you just never know, you never right? Know these like days. I I trained with a guy that actually played football at USF. And his comment to me was, I didn't go pro cause I was afraid of needles. And I was like, that's, <laughs> that's interesting. Statement. That's yeah. interesting. And you know, he was in South Florida, right? Like, I, I don't know if maybe it's more prevalent there. Like with university, of Miami, like, yeah. you know, the U is always up to something, right? You love Miami, by the way. Like not, I've never been there, but I mean the college, <laughs> I'm a fan of the college sports <laughs> like their attitude. But yeah. So like, yeah, dietary, you know, considerations are also the same in the sense that yeah like athletes eat very different than the average person right and it's not necessarily healthy and actually I think what you see a lot of times athletes when they stop their sport in addition to having a bunch of injuries a lot of them will gain weight because they're just used to eating a certain way Mm -hmm. but they were they were experiencing a lot of demand metabolically because of their sport and so yeah when they get out of that you can start to see the weight, the weight kind of pile on because they don't know they don't know how to eat healthy.
1: Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley.
0: Yeah, don't let them hear that. Maybe they'll listen to this podcast oh and they come God. after you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's okay. They're not. They're never gonna
1: listen. Uh, <laughs> so we've talked about them being independent of each other, but now the other half of this argument is that they don't always have to be independent of each other. Am I right?
0: That's 100% correct. I do believe, and this is what I continue to strive for in my personal life, and what I continue to strive for in terms of what we provide at Project 13 is finding the intersection of performance and health. Yeah. I mean, in your training, yes, you are performing, but those, a lot of times, what you're performing can provide health benefits as well. Like I said earlier, resistance training isn't all bad. Mm -hmm. And in fact, a lot of it is good um, and a lot of people should do it more I think it's just that people get hung up on certain tools and methods that like they believe this is the only way I can do it like right
1: our systems podcast,
0: like the systems podcast and the reality is that's just not a the case they're not the case so again if you if you do barbell back squats and they just don't feel good you don't have to do those you can you can load Like you can load up goblet squats heavy, right? Like maybe not as heavy as a barbell back squat, but you can get up there. And also there's other factors weighing into the difficulty of the movement, right? There's the fact that you have to get the kettlebell in that goblet hold position. That requires things as well. Whereas a barbell, you easily take it off a rack, Mm -hmm. which is why you can load it more. But just things to consider. So like strength training allows you yes you can perform better at it and get more sports specific but it does also build health attributes as well cardiovascular same thing like you can train to run a marathon and that might not be very healthy for you in terms of what that might do to your joints and it's it's different from person to person some people are more predisposed to being able to handle that better Mm -hmm. some people are not but there's no question that doing cardiovascular work is good for you. Right. In certain amounts,
1: physiological changes of the heart.
0: Exactly. Yep. And the oxidative system and the vascular system and everything. Mobility is another one, right? You can try to train extreme ranges and I've done that. And in doing so, I certainly experienced some um, maybe hiccups, right? Cause I was trying to go for a front splits or a side splits and like that maybe wasn't the best for my hips, but training mobility and flexibility to a lesser degree certainly will help you get healthier. Like for example, if you can't touch your toes, getting to touch your toes, like that's probably better for your body from a movement and flexibility perspective. So all of those things can be used to prevent like illness and injury. And another good example is like metabolic syndrome. So like just performing exercise you're going to get more metabolically healthy. Yeah. Right.
1: Increase some insulin sensitivity. Exactly. All that good stuff.
0: Exactly. And then with injury, it's just like, you know, some of the things that we previously mentioned. Touching your toes is going to definitely help you get healthier. But training for a head-to-toe might (laughs) kind of like be a lot for your hamstrings, depending on who you are. Some people, again, more predisposed to that.
1: Ah. So then how about bridging the gap? We've talked about them in both the separate of... They are independent of each other. They can be, and they can be also cohesive, conducive or cohesive with each other. How do you bridge the gap between the two of performance and health properly?
0: Yeah. So the first part of that is I definitely think it is possible as we were just talking about, and again, that's what I am trying to work on more, right? As I get older, I want to be able to do more things. I mean as you
1: approach 21?
0: Yeah, it's happening this month. I'm turning 21. We're gonna party. Yeah. So as I get older, I want to be able to do more. So I I definitely think it is possible I think you just have to be more diligent about certain things and I also think people just don't Really understand that it can be Accomplished or they 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 don't understand either that or how to accomplish that Mm. It's kind of hard to find the path to get there uh, especially because as we've talked about many times in this podcast, you get pulled in so many different directions and I'm just as guilty as that right or of that. But so some ways that I think you can try to manage performance and health and improve both of them number one, address deficiencies in areas of weakness, right So there's the old point. the old saying you're only as strong as your weakest link. That is a saying right? you've heard
1: that uh, yes, I you look confused. No I Maybe I've heard it's that.
0: not a saying in Canada.
1: I was going to say you're the weakest link there, buddy. Eh? <laughs> I was talking about the... Ch- We're yeah. all pals. <laughs> uh. The other saying I was thinking is like that you might be the dent in the chain.
0: I've never heard that one. Oh. Is that Canadian?
1: I think, I think so.
0: You're in Edmonton?
1: Or it could be just from my parents.
0: Oh, okay. Did your parents say that to you? Or not to you, but like... They've said that. You've heard them say yeah, that. Yeah, I've, I've heard them say that to me. The dent in the chain? Yeah. How's, a, how's a chain? Or a break dented? in the chain. I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. All right.
1: We'll figure chain. it out. We'll figure it, figure we'll it f-
0: out. And we'll get back to you on that one. The follow-up to this is I think most people are unwilling to do this. Or or also, again, it could be they don't know how to. Mm-hmm. But I think there's usually an unwillingness. And partially gotta, it's because people don't like doing what they're bad at. you got
1: to be vulnerable. You do. It's That's hard. how you grow. It's hard you know? to be vulnerable.
0: It is. And people just like to do what they're good at, right? Like, this is true. It makes you feel good. And there's... A time and a place for for that, but there also should be a time and a place for working on those deficiencies. But also too, because usually the work that's required to work on those deficiencies is not the most sexy thing, uh, right? It's not the cleans. It's not the bench press. It's not the back squat.
1: It's not TikTok worthy.
0: It's not, No. You could try. You just not might not get that many views. Yeah, like that one commercial. This this uh, TikTok is gonna go out to tens and tens of followers. <laughs> I actually, um, it's a pretty funny one. But yeah, so so there's that. Address deficiencies and areas of weakness. Number two, remember that you are first a human, right? Mm. And I've been kind of diving into this rabbit hole a bit more. Like there there are, I think there are things that we should innately be able to do that we lose over time. I could see that. A simple example of this is like sitting on the ground. Yep. I can see that. A lot of people cannot sit on the ground comfortably. I'm getting better at it, but I was definitely one of those people, right? Like if I was sitting on the ground, I would have had to have my hands behind me because my hips were tight.
1: Interesting. Right. I love sitting on the ground. I know you do and like you're really good
0: at it and also I've noticed Jared is really good at it too. You're both really good at it so I'm pretty jealous. Shout out Jared. There we go. But yeah so like that is something that we should be able to do right and most people can't. Mm -hmm. Like when we do some of the stretches at the end of class like even last night the size of stretch people just like get uncomfortable really quick. Interesting. Yeah so that's like a very simple example right. We've We've done that historically, from a, from an anthropological perspective, like all cult- cultures did. Yeah. And and then when you look at again babies, like they s- they spend all their time on the ground. Right? <laughs> they sit in, in the squat va- and in pick various, flowers. Yeah, in various positions. Other examples of certain capabilities, in addition to sitting on the ground, resting positions on the ground, but being able to hang, right like support your own body weight. I know liver King made that post. Yeah, he did. If you are going to support the tribe, you got to be able to support yourself, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> and, uh, he only did hundred seconds. So that's Bush league amateur hour. So like, that's a very basic thing. We should, we should be able to use our hands really well. Yeah. Right. I could see that. Um,
1: although what's funny. You say that I was terrible. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you on this. I am te- I was terrible as a child doing monkey bars.
0: Yeah. Well, and just like other performance features, everybody's going to be predisposed to doing some things better than other, True. others. Like maybe you weren't a good hanger, right? And like a, a I climber. I sit my ass off. But you could sit <laughs> your ass off. So maybe like, you know, back in the day you would have been a forager, right? You could just... Oh, that's You just go through the bushes and find all the good <laughs> berries.
1: <laughs> They're all at the bottom. Well,
0: I would climb the tree and get the fruit. And and that's how it works. You know, we work together with that's our capabilities. True. But yeah, then like the ability to cover and traverse long distances. It d- that doesn't mean like running. It no. doesn't mean running a marathon. But again, we've talked about this in the past. You should be able to walk, I, I think, like seven to 10 miles and like be fine. Mm. Be like, yeah, that was good. Like...
1: I'm definitely breathing, but I'm breathing, but
0: yeah, I'm fine. Let's do it again tomorrow. That should be a pretty normal thing. I think for most people to do the ability to move free of pain and restriction, I think that's certainly possible for everybody. Again, it just takes time, like going back to the first point, addressing weaknesses and deficiencies. And then I kind of mentioned the hands, but also making sure your feet are strong, your hands and your feet should be strong and thinking about the feet specifically and how it applies to weight training if that's not strong, like that's your foundation. So you can then have all sorts of issues up the chain, right? Yep. Like in a squat, if your feet over pronate, there goes the knee, then the hip is going to be taking strain in a certain way that probably isn't great. Then the spine, how's that? So like, those are some, some things to think about.
1: And it segues nicely into the, into listening to how your body feels so that you can understand all those parts.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we talk about this a lot, right? We have like a whole episode on it, but always be willing to adjust, right? If you're doing something and your body is sending you signals, which can come in various forms, like just try to be more in tune with your body. You know, like pain is the easiest example. If you're doing something and you're having pain, that's probably a sign that what you're doing in that moment doesn't mean for forever, but in that moment is not ideal for you.
1: Mm. So then, what should you focus on?
0: Yeah, I think it depends on what should you focus on between health and performance, I think is kind of ultimately the question. I think one, it depends on how detrimental is it for you to perform at Mm. least at that specific thing that you think you need to right? Like bottom line, if you're getting paid for something, yeah, do it, you know, but there is a question too. And this is why actually it's kind of, kind of interesting. It's just popped in my mind, but you see a lot of, uh, NFL players retire early right like I think I want to say one is like Ryan Clark he was a safety for the sealers yeah so he retired early Um, there well Andrew Luck Yep. Andrew Luck retired really early Um, you know and there's Megatron there's, there's yeah and there's a handful of others right and for them I mean obviously they made they made a lot of money and then they got out but They could have kept making a lot of money and they just decided it's not worth it to me i i don't know their reasons personally right could have been like i want to be able to like
1: move when i'm 50.
0: yeah exactly because it's very realistic for a lot of nfl athletes to not be able to move well when they're 50 and just to be in pain all the time
1: unless you've invested millions of dollars like james harrison
0: yeah and who knows that might not even be enough right we don't we don't know like he could be experiencing pain like it's 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 unclear but but yeah and then also remember too like Improving your health can certainly improve performance longer term, especially Mm -hmm. right. If You get really good at hanging and think about doing max pull-ups. If you're going to do, if you, if your goal was to get like 25 unbroken pull-ups, let's say you're on the bar the whole time. So if you can't hang well, you're not going to be able to pull up well, right? For that long duration of time. You can apply that also too to like various things of performance, maybe Olympic lifting, if your hips are shit you're going to reach a ceiling in terms of being able to continue to perform better. If you have something from a health perspective, that's holding you back. And I think that applies to, again, a lot of different, a lot of different performance markers. Yeah. And just remember the more solid the foundation and the bigger, the base, the taller you can build the tower and the more you can build on those various attributes. And with that, Avoid that bullshit.
1: (laughs) Thank you again for listening to the P13 podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This
0: podcast was produced by Project 13 Gyms and a special thanks to Studio Pod Media for providing the studio space and additional production.
1: So absolutely. You can find us on social media, on Instagram at Project13Gyms. You can find myself at KemiFan. That is K-E-M-I-F-A-N. How about you, Thomas? Where can they find you on your social media?
0: You can find me at ConwayBunga. That's C-O-N-W-A-Y. B-U-N-G-A. You can also check us out at project13gyms.com. And if you're in the SF area, come train with us at Project 13 Gyms in Lower Knob Hill.